skull and bones of secret society. Hear it first on FirstAmendmentRadio.com and FirstAmendmentRadio.net, around the world and on satellite. Uh, 
uh, and that was a stock market related thing, uh, which is another issue altogether, but the uh, same, it was also involved, the stock market whole thing was involved with the banking and this lending of artificial credit uh, based on your often your signatures. Uh, all these things are because we stray from the formulas laid down very clearly in the Bible. People are completely attracted by what they think is written in the Bible uh, because ministers haven't taken the time to actually study it. Seminaries have been teaching lies for hundreds and hundreds of years. Uh, there's been uh, an original church that was giving a lot of false information and directing people in a false way towards the gospel of the kingdom. And uh, eventually they became so corrupt that uh, people rebelled against them, but they didn't really adhere to the truth. Uh, there were some in those uh, Protestant Reformation that were really seeking the truth and struggling to find it. Uh, often the wrong guys were given the most press. And uh, some of guys, uh, they struggled for a while and they got some answers, but they didn't get all the answers. I don't know anybody who does get all the answers. But the point is, uh, most of the people today don't even know what many of those people were complaining about, what they were really looking for. Because the reality is, most people can't handle the truth. They don't want to handle the truth. They don't want to know the truth. They want to be comfortable. They want to be satisfied. They want to be comforted. But they do not want to go to Christ. They do not believe in Christ. They believe in some sort of conjured up image of Christ, uh, but they do not really believe in Christ. They actually believe in the false gods of the world. And there are many. The Bible tells us there are many of these gods. Men who think they are gods, act like gods, and uh, many people who pray to them, pray to them for benefits, for their daily bread for their social security, for their uh, uh, welfare check, for their um, uh, disability check, for their insurance and their protection. And this is an error. We should not be doing that because those men are not really benefactors. They are benefactors who exercise authority one over the other. They give you nothing except what they take away from your neighbor. And they are deeply sub, uh, immersed in the baptism of covetousness. And we need to turn around from that and go the other way. And most people will not want to turn around and go the other way. At least not now. They, they will when that system utterly and completely collapses and fails. But, uh, and, and they will be glad to drown you trying to keep their own heads above water. But that's neither here nor there. What you need to do is what you need to do. What you, the direction you need to go in is completely up to you and God. God knows where you should go. You could know where you should go if you would listen to God and pray to God. Really. And willing to, uh, what is it Joshua says, and if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. What gods are you? Read the pamphlet God's Many, the chapters God's Many. Just look it up on our website, and you'll see who these gods are. And most people pray to those gods, and yet they go to church on Sunday or the Sabbath. And they go there to make them feel good and make themselves believe that they're saved. <coughs> Courage leads to heaven, fear to death. So don't fear what bad the bad things that are coming, and there are many bad things that are coming. Uh, the United States is probably on the verge of one of the worst famines in the history of the world. Uh, 
millions of people starve, millions of people die from lack of clean drinking water. Terrible, terrible things. Okay, enough said. What's your motivation? Is it fear or is it love of righteousness? Love of who Christ really was. Love of the sacrifice of Christ. Are you willing to make the sacrifice of Christ? Are you seeking the kingdom? Are you helping others find the kingdom? Are you trying to get the word out about the kingdom? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you are. But I know you need to. I need work for the salvation of others if you wish to be saved. And from this selfish way of life that you have made for yourself and start being unselfish like Christ so that Christ may live in you. And every time you're selfish, see it, repent, and do something unselfish. It's, it's going to put you over shark-infested waters. People, I just was listening to somebody this morning going on and on about redemption process and going to get you safe and you're your altar guy and you're, you control this account, you control that account. And it's, it's, it's a bunch of hooey. It's a bunch of false information. It's going to get you in the worst kinds of trouble. They're going to separate you out into the wilderness and then you're not going to be able to go into grocery stores, you're not going to be able to go into gas stations, you're not going to be able to get food anywhere. Oh, you got your little hideaway in the mountains and you're going to survive all alone? Lots of luck. You need to follow Christ and what Christ was doing and what the early Christians were doing. They were a viable republic in the heart of the Roman Empire, but what sustained them was not their clever uh, political positioning by Christ and the apostles and even by Paul. Most people don't understand what Paul was doing, why he was appealing to Rome. What was the purpose of that? It was really one of the most clever legal strategies I've seen come out of any lawyer ever. Because while his court was, uh, his case was uh, pending before the emperor, all the other judges throughout the empire were not going to prosecute Christians. They still had, were persecuted at times, but most judges didn't want to handle their cases because this case was pending uh, before the emperor as to whether Christ preached the kingdom. And, of course, many people discovered that he did, including Paul. Paul thought that these Christians were all usurpers and breaking the law and failing to pay their taxes which were compulsory income taxes by that time. They'd been that way since... Well, there had been a number of taxes since about 78 B.C., but uh, with the baptism of John, the baptism of Herod, everybody signed up for a system of Corbin, whereby they had to pay a percentage of what they earned to the government as an income tax, which, of course, is usury. And they owed that to Herod. And they had to pay Herod once they had signed up. That's why the tax man was saying, does your master pay the tax? Because some people had not signed up. John the Baptist had another baptism out there, and there was a large group, one of the most popular groups at the time, before Christ even began to preach, that were excluded from that system. Because they had a different baptism. They had a different Corbin. That's why Jesus makes a point of saying the Corbin of the Pharisees makes the word of God to none effect. But the Corbin of John the Baptist gives life. And that's what the apostles were doing. were setting up an alternative system to the social welfare system of Herod. Because the social welfare system of Herod was based on benefactors who exercise authority one over the other. That's the way that in the United States of America works. That's the way it is based on forcing their neighbor to comply. You want to belong to the other system of John the Baptist, of Jesus Christ. And that system should be operated by the church established by Jesus Christ. And it is dependent upon the presbyters of the congregation, which is the elders of each family. Not some elected group of elders to be a centralized government in your church. Every elder of every family is a part of the decision-making process of the church. 
but how do they exercise their authority? Well, since is it majority rule, 51 of you get to force everybody else to comply to the way you want to do things? Or do you actually have to learn to cooperate and forgive one another and work together? Go to the ant. That's what a fellow from Australia sent me a thing. Go to the ant. He showed uh, somebody who talks about, you know, learning the ways of the ant. Of course, the Bible talks about that too, old slugger, when you find yourself a surety for death, etc. Remember the ant. The ant works together. The ant is diligent, persistent. He strives. Christ said strive. Modern church said, oh, don't worry about striving, just believe. You don't have to strive, just believe. But Christ said strive. So if they're not telling you to strive, if they're not telling you what Christ said, get away from those guys. Stop sending them money. Stop supporting them. You know, they're just spreading lies. They're leading you down the road to iniquity. You need to strive, and you need to strive not against each other, but with each other for a common purpose, love of one another as Christ loved you. You need to come together in congregations and start taking care of every aspect of your needs and your social welfare and everything. Medical insurance, everything should be taken care of in church. Because that's pure religion, taking care of one another, the needy of your society. You should be able, and you could do that cheaper if you came together with true love than you do with all the insurance companies in the world, including the government who's taken on the role of many of those insurance companies, although it's trying to dump that job because they're going bankrupt because they're so darn corrupt, because you are electing men who exercise authority instead of men who love service. You've, you've chosen to elect a million little Hitlers, and they're running your government. That's what you wanted. You wanted somebody who would go and force your neighbor to contribute to your, for your welfare so you could have a health clinic down the street. She had a neighbor. Thought she's a Christian. She goes, and she, along with a bunch of other neighbors, voted in a health clinic. And they forced everybody at the point of a gun to contribute so they can have their health clinic. We need this health clinic. And people aren't contributing. And I'm not going to wait for them to learn to practice faith, health, and charity. I'm going to hire these thugs down here at the, you know, these guys with guns and, uh, and sunglasses and, and boots and funny-looking cars to go force people to pay for my health clinic because I think it's good. And I'm a Christian because I believe in Jesus. Boulder Dash, you don't believe in Jesus if you're forcing your neighbor at the point of a gun to provide you with a health care clinic, even though it's a good idea to have a health care clinic. You're a Roman. You're not a Christian. You believe that might makes right because you can get the vote to force people to contribute to what you want. You think you're a Christian? Boulder Dash. So anyway... That's, that's just basic fundamentals. Now, that, that you know, half the people in the United States are going to hang up. I'm not listening. That's, that's crap. Well, they they need to because this is the gospel. This is what John the Baptist was saying. You know, if you have two coats and he has none, you don't share. So how do we do this? How do we get together? Well, we started a living network. You can go to your individual states and you can sign up. And if you don't do that, you're in a lot of trouble. I haven't been sending out the Kingdom News list because I am swamped. I'm trying to make a living here, trying to support this ministry. And, you know, I work uh, 15, 20 hours a day, and it's exhausting. And uh, so I haven't been getting the newsletter out, and now the system thousands of people that could get that newsletter aren't going to get it because I have to spend days trying to figure out what happened to the system. I think I've got the data saved, but I don't know how to you know, do all this stuff, my SQLs, and, you know, so I have to learn that, because I'm a staff of one in this office. You know, I've got some people around me that are helping me out, but uh, we're all struggling here, and I'm striving. It's fine. That's, you have to get together in your local groups, in your local congregations, and start striving together with each other and making it happen for you. 
We'd love to find some good, zealous people who want to learn, you know, the things that we have uh, accumulated here. That's why we have, you know, five books out there that you can read. We've got a huge, extensive website. I'm building on it all the time. I would put more time into it, but I've got to go out and, you know, do manual labor and support this ministry. So uh, that takes away the time, so we don't get as much done as we would like. But whatever we get done, it's not going to help you unless you start working in your local area. So we wrote the Free Church Report, and that's what we've been taking information from. But you have to apply this information on a local basis, in a local community. And you don't know anybody in your area, then you need to help us work to find those people and bring them together. You need to join the Living We had somebody quit the Living Network a couple of months ago because there wasn't very many people in their area. The whole point of the Living Network is to work together to find people in your area. She joins it. They, she didn't see a lot of people in her area, so what's the point? The point was to find those people. What did you do to find those people? How many times did you post on the group? How many times did you work to get us on a local radio station so that people will come together in your area? How do we, what are we going to magically reach out there and bring them? No, Christ said strive. He didn't say, you know, rub the magic lamp and wish. You have to actually implement your faith into physical action because you need to believe in Christ in spirit and in truth. So on page two of the, the Free Church Report, we talk about studying this material. The Free Church Report is supported by other materials published by the church. There's lots of books to read, lots of articles to read, and it will reorganize your thinking. You should be reading some of that every day, some of your Bible every day. And, of course, if you're reading this material, we're constantly referencing what it says in the Bible. Some chapters are full of Greek and Hebrew, showing you the actual words, the actual definition of a local pastor, still trying to get that word world ahead. Um, and he keeps going back that we're not of the world. But we are on the planet. So is that what the world he was talking about? Very clearly. Very, very clearly, when he said world, he said the constitutional order or system of government. When he said, call no man on earth, Father. Years ahead of the dominant media, FirstAmendmentRadio.com and FirstAmendmentRadio.net. Around the world and on satellite, gold and silver is tremendously undervalued. Global demand vastly exceeds mine supply by more than 60% annually. There is little in the financial world more certain than a coming explosion in the prices of gold and silver. The U.S. dollar continues to lose value and respect as the world's reserve currency. Our nation faces challenges on many fronts, and a day doesn't pass without another economist bringing forth warnings of impending economic calamity. There has never been a better time than right now to acquire physical gold and silver. Discount Gold and Silver Trading was founded on the principles of truth and honesty. 
We believe in providing a quality product, quality service, and most importantly, competitive pricing. We provide all forms of precious metals, including American gold, silver, platinum, and rare investment and circulated coins. Silver bars, rounds, and 90% silver bags are on hand for the silver investor. Gold self-directed IRAs are available. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. Toll free, that's 1-800-375-4188. If you read the history books, the most often asked questions of Southerners was this, why did you fight? And the most often given answer is, because you're here. In other words, the South did not invade the North, the North invaded the South. Was it the Civil War or War of Federal Aggression? John Weaver sets the record straight in this DVD series on the Civil War from the Old Pass Christian History Conference. Was there a war to set the slaves free, or was it a war to enslave us all? Get this DVD and judge for yourself. War of Federal Aggression. Get this DVD presentation for a donation of $25 from First Amendment Radio. Order online today at FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Call 559-781-3773. The truth seems strange only because we've been indoctrinated with a fiction. War of Federal Aggression. Get it today. Hi, Nicholas here. I used to lug those big jugs to the market to fill with water from those coin-operated filter machines. 25 cents a gallon or 5 gallons for a buck. I used to. Then I got the big Berkey. Now I save my back and hundreds of dollars too. I was paying $600 for the same 3,000 gallons of water that a pair of black Berkey filters will provide from my own tap for only $99. This means that your Berkey water system will entirely pay for itself with only 1,500 gallons of use. And then you will still have 1,500 gallons left before you need to replace the filters. Do the math. Stop in bottled water and filter dispensers that may or may not be delivering as promised. For a limited time, First Amendment Radio is offering 10% off on the most popular Berkey water systems. Visit the shopping page at FirstAmendmentRadio.com or call us at 559-781-3773 for more information. Leave your name and address and we'll send you this special offer. Do it now. First Amendment Radio is an authorized distributor of Berkey products. Kingdom. We had a major power failure here, and we got cut off. Uh, unfortunately, it was very close to the commercial break. Uh, somebody in the network who was listening called me up and let me know that we had been disconnected. I, I now have a secure light, which should tell me if we're dropped from the studio. Technical difficulties solved by the network. It's very important that you think locally. That is the point of the first half hour of the show. You need to think locally, but never lose sight of the kingdom, because that's what Christ preached was a kingdom. It was local networks coming together, the same as those individuals in the local network come together. Tens, hundreds, thousands of people coming together for the common purpose of taking care of one another, not looking to some central location for answers. Now, this is a central location. The congregations that form, that are congregations of record, and keep records and maintain records so that we can step between them and that world that the kingdom is not a part of, um, they may look to us, but we need to have them looking to other local areas through a network. Ten families, one minister, ten ministers, one uh, minister for those ten ministers, etc., etc. You have to repeat that process over and over again 10,000, 100,000 times. You have to do it. Somebody's not going to do it for you. Somebody's not going to keep your records and, and dot your I's and cross your T's. You have to do that. You have to do that in congregations of people working together. You can't have people coming all enthusiastic one day and not hear from them for six months. So anyway, what the Free Church Report is, is a brief history of some of the things that the early church was doing putting things into perspective. There's some repetition in the different articles, but, but many of these things are almost never told to you by your local pastors. 
and so therefore it's a good thing to repeat these things. Also, we show how they're overlapping in concepts, uh, like the Book Covenants of the Gods. Each one is taking you, showing you how the contracts of the world, the covenants, the applications, the participation that you do, brings you into a circle of bondage by all those different things. There's no one single thing you do that gets you into trouble. There's lots and lots of things. Very simple, yet uh, very complex system. The simplicity is what you need to focus on. The complexity is built in because it's a net network. And we've covered a lot of bases, a lot of ideas are juggled around in the book, but it's really very simple when you start at the bottom, the local level with two or more people coming into agreement that we've got to work together. Or if we are, not, you know, they got that little picture of the snake, you know, uh, don't tread on me, but they also show uh, one of those flags where the snake is chopped up, you know. If divided, you fall. Uh, you have to come together with others, and you have to work together on a local basis, but not lose sight of the kingdom by becoming a part of that network. And we've already seen that many times where people, they either can't really come together on a local basis, they drive everybody away on a local basis, uh, or they uh, get together on a local basis with a few people, but then they forget all about the rest of the network. Uh, and they don't participate. They go off and do their own thing. Uh, Neither one of those processes are a good idea. It's really a bad idea because you're going to need the larger network to absorb and to deflect the problems that are coming. Uh, one of the things that is, well, I won't go into all the different things. There's so many different aspects of what you could go into to uh, participate. But this precepts of Christ define the church. And... That means you have to care about others. And if you care about others in your little group, then you're little. And the next group should care about you. And then you get together with ten groups, and they all care about each other, but then they form kind of a group of caring there. And they have to go and care about another ten group over here. And that's the way that works uh, so that you are working together to make these things happen this kingdom thing this gospel of the kingdom so anyway liturgy means public service in the Greek and that's what the church was it was a system of public service it was a government of the people for the people and by the people that's what Wycliffe calls it in the book that he, we call the Bible when he translated it in the introduction. Public servants can operate on faith, hope, and charity in the perfect law of liberty with the taxes you pay to those ministers you pick take care of your needs and, the neighbor, and your neighbor's needs. And your neighbor kind of knows this because this is an intimate group. They know how it works. And then suddenly there's a need over in this congregation of 10 that they can't handle, and so some of your funds go over there to help them out. And they know it comes from you guys, and they remember. And you create those bonds of caring. That's the system of Corbin that makes the Word of God to effect. Two reasons. One is your heart begins to become like Christ's heart who gave his life for others. And the other reason is because you create bonds of caring. People know, hey, I can count on you. And those guys helped us out when we had that flood, that fire, that, that difficulty. That's the liturgy of the church, is public servants. You pick, taking... Now, you pick a minister, you give him some funds, and he uses those funds, and there's always funds coming in the pipeline, but he doesn't become extremely rich. As a matter of fact, his mean income is the same as the mean income of all ten families. And those ten families 
are made more successful by every effort that he makes because he wants you to be successful because he's successful when you're successful. That's a natural governing agent built into the system. He's going to want to see you healthy and prosper because if you're healthy and prosper, he prospers. Because what he receives is directly related to what you obtain. check this out uh, the fellow who's called in and said that we're not on the air uh, sometimes his computer is not working uh, but we've recalled in and we heard the station and according to these lights we're still on the air so anyway we're going to continue while somebody checks that um, uh, to see if we're monitoring this properly This, uh, the, the idea of these two different, you know, the Bible is about government. I sent to a group. People were dependent upon a network of the church in order to take care of one another. That was crushed out of existence almost uh, uh, so that you became dependent upon the central church who began to tell you what priests you could have and what priests you couldn't have. And uh, there was this top-down authority that was creating, and soon after that became more and more pervasive in the church reforms in 800, 900 uh, A.D., you had another phenomenon come up, which was kings, kings, uh, Stephen, King, uh, De Bullion, uh William the Conqueror, all these guys became this centralized authority that could move these massive armies around and crush any opposition, and they went about killing millions and millions of people uh, who resisted uh, their centralized authority and rule rather than the rule of the tens, hundreds, and thousands, the tithing men or the dechins or uh, the different names. And we go through that in the book, Thy Kingdom Come. We're, we're so far away from that. Now, how do we go back to that concept? Again, it's back to this local congregational idea. But local congregations, are they to incorporate? No. Well, that's, this is all covered in the Free Church Report. You need to have a body of men that are separating themselves out, just like the Levites, just like the first century church had the apostles owning all things in common. Uh, we can't go through all these different aspects on the radio at one time. We try to cover them all in different shows. But the point is, is that the kingdom of God is the government of God, and all these other governments out there are the governments of men. And they create these governments out of the spirit that is in them. And the spirit that's in them, unfortunately, is the spirit of Cain, who wants to control, who wants to force, who wants to compel their neighbors to contribute to their welfare. This is a covetous spirit, and the Holy Spirit is not compatible with that. You are not going to receive the Holy Spirit. You are not going to be a part of the kingdom of God and receive the protection of the kingdom of God until you start becoming compatible with the character of Christ. And these people that are saying, yes, uh, you know, I love Jesus, I love Christ, I love uh, God. 
but their actions are showing that they're really like the Pharisees. The Pharisees said all those things. They didn't say they loved Jesus, but they certainly said they loved the Christ because the Christ was the anointed, the anointed was the Messiah. They just didn't recognize Jesus as that Messiah. They said David was the Messiah, the Meshiach, the anointed. They believed that, and they believed all this passing down generation to generation, which is the kingdom is from generation to generation. It says that numerous times throughout the Bible. But they didn't recognize the character of Christ. And what, what happened? They created a government like what you got today. <laughs> they created a government that doesn't really care about you cares about power, cares about control. You know, this is why FEMA is stopping people from bringing in fresh water, because if you guys take care of each other, you know, I mean, actually Walmart actually did a donation. They sent a big truck full of water to the, the victims, but it wasn't allowed to get through the roadblocks of FEMA. So, and FEMA had a barge off the, in the river that was full of fresh water and they didn't, couldn't get it to the people because they were about control. They were about, this is the nature, this is the spirit that with these bureaucracies is because they're all a bunch of little Hitlers. Oh, they put noble ideas, you know, painted on the top of what they really want, but what they really want is power. But that's the whited sepulcher thing that Christ is talking about. He's talking about government left and right, right and left. The whole Bible is about government. It's about good governments and bad governments and what you've done for yourselves in all these countries out there that might be listening is you've created bad government. I'm for good government. Now, you can't uncreate bad government. You can change the way in which you relate to government. Are you looking to those governments that force your neighbor to contribute to you? Are you building health clinics yourself? I can tell you this, the health clinics that we would build would be a lot different than the health clinics you see them building. But we might even get some of their doctors to convert over because some of their doctors are extremely talented when it comes to fixing broken arms and, you know, taking a spike out of somebody's leg. We're pretty good at some of those things too. But the reality is they have lots of talent, but we need to change the spirit of the people that we gather together with, not by force, but by love. And how do you do that? How are you able to do that? In this world, how are you able to do that? How can you live in this world, but not of this world? Well, if you can't create a, uh, or establish or edify a church that's in this world and not of this world, you're not going to be able to do it. You can go fill out all the redemption forms you want until you're blue in the face. You're not going to change anything. You're actually going to make yourself more and more vulnerable. It's not about filling out forms. It's about changing the nature and the spirit of your relationship with the world, the flesh, and your neighbor. And have no relationship with the devil, the adversaries of Christ, or the adversarial ways that are adversaries to Christ. You don't change where you're looking to for your daily bread. You're going to end up facing Judges 10:14 warning of go and cry unto the gods which ye have chosen. Let them deliver you in the time of your tribulation. So so what, what can you specifically do before we get to the end of the show? What can you particularly do where you're at to move in the direction of the kingdom of God. I would say something like stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, but that's already, we already blew that. We didn't stand fast in that liberty. <laughs> Instead, we went to churches that said, oh, you want to help? Go to the government. You go to the benefactors who exercise authority. We're just here to make you feel good on Sunday and hope it lasts for the rest of the week. And it says, and, and be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage. Well, you are entangled. Every one of you are entangled in the yoke of bondage to one degree or another. And some of you are trying to extricate yourself. Okay, repent, turn around, do something different. Create the Corbin John the Baptist. And the only way to do that is to come together in local congregations. And if you don't know anybody in your area, we got a blanket to the area 
with the word. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Get you get get on radio stations, get you or get me or get somebody who's preaching the kingdom on the radio stations and say, Okay, it's gotta come together. I'm not saying get out of your local churches. I'm saying get out of your local rut and get in to moving in the direction of the kingdom of God. Stop looking to the government as your father, as your protector, as the, your uh, overseer, your vicarious pater. Um, start looking to one another. And, you know, there's got to be more guys out there who are maybe more charismatic than myself. We could get them on. We can have them guests on this radio show. And we can start promoting this radio show and other radio shows that we go on so that people will hear that there is an alternative. Yeah, you're going to have to take a look at the books. You're going to have to, uh, you know, form those congregations records. Really easy to do. Really easy to maintain. And it's amazing the number of people that cannot maintain a congregation record. Simple process. Easy. Takes very little time. But they can't bring themselves to do it. Lack of humility lack of the spirit that's moving in that direction and I, I'm putting out a prayer and a call for all of you who want to be free souls under God truly free souls under God with the character of Christ to join the living network to find those congregations let's form those congregations let's have those congregations meet one another let's start working in that direction start taking care of one another because it's going to get harder and harder to take care of one another. Your lifestyle is going to change. You're not going to be able to keep the comfortable house. You're going to have to, you may have that house, but you may have to bring other people into it. You're going to have to create your own industries. You're going to have to create your own businesses. You're going to have to create your own clinics. You're going to have to create your own learning centers. And I say learning centers rather than schools because we're not fish and we don't need schools to fish. We need people that are homeschooling, but we need to have a little bit of learning centers, and they may also be in homes, where we help those homeschoolers learn the skills that they know. People who uh, have not numbered their children, they can get their children on the unnumbered form and start meeting other children that have grown up that way. Some of those children have children of their own now that are unnumbered. We need to start coming together. You need to help us get this word out support the radio station, support this program. Yeah, financially, if that's what you want to do, if that's the only way you can do it. You actually can do a lot more good by doing it physically on the ground and uh, work together and get us on the more, the more radio stations and the more gift shots we have. Who do you want to have as a guest on this show next week? Let's find out who will be a guest on the show next week, and let's see if we can get them on the show. Hopefully we won't have a power failure. Maybe I could buy another battery backup, or somebody can get us one, and we'll back up all this equipment so we don't lose power um, uh, when there's a power outage. But we get on the show, uh, get guests on the show, become uh, more than just me talking here, have people ask questions. We have a call-in number. You can call in now show uh, I haven't given it out on the show I've given it out on the living network uh, where you can call in and we'll put you on the air and we'll talk about what you can actually physically do uh, create seed banks uh, medical supply houses every house should be a medical supply house uh, homeschooling home industry um, uh, learn how to put food up learn how to preserve food learn how to produce food uh, learn how to take care of one another. How can we create networks of communication? Uh, you have to work at building and edifying that kingdom, and you can only do that by coming together. The networking concept is key. It requires humility. It requires striving. It requires patience. It requires sacrifice. All these are characteristics of Christ. If Christ is not in you, this isn't going to work. Strive to go this way. You will not have Christ in you in the future. When the apostles didn't all have the Christ in them until they came into one accord, not just with each other, you know, mutual back 
flapping society. They came into one accord with the character of Christ as a body. And critical mass took place. And the Holy Spirit descended upon them and they had powers that they, they, they really didn't believe they could have until they came into accord with Christ. Really in accord with Christ. Not just some image of Christ that most churches paint up on the wall and say, oh, be like Christ, love one another, send me your tithe. They actually were doing something and just in the nick of time because Nero was about to take silver out of the coin of Rome, he did, and other emperors took the rest out. They had runaway inflation, they had famines, they had disease, they had pestilence, they had invasions. The Christians did pretty good because they had become compatible with the character of Christ. They knew what was coming. They could see what was coming. They didn't need Moses anymore. They didn't need Christ anymore because they had Christ in them. He didn't have to stand right there and say, you know, oh, you little faith because they weren't of such little faith. And the hard times allowed them to come to having more faith. And that's what we need to do, is have that faith. And we need to walk in that faith, take our steps in that faith, so that we become compatible with the character of Christ. And become like Christ. And in the world, we have other needs, other problems. You'll know about them on the living room. You have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, books, and other audio materials, please write to His Church at Summer Lake, Box 10, Summer Lake, Oregon, 97640. You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net. Thank you.